0: Welcome to the What If We Loved podcast with your hosts, Bruce and Shay Mason and Janie Giebelhaus. This is a show where we explore what the love of the Father really looks like. We want to help you enter into a deeper experience of the Father's love so you can better know who God is, who you are, and how to live a life in love every single day. well here we go season two of the what if we love podcast we're back
1: we're back
2: yeah it's great great to be sitting here again and
0: yeah we've got some cooler technology now this time
1: we look so cool you can't see us but we have cool mics we have these things that block the mics we got headphones very (laughs) very
2: professional
0: yeah we're (laughs) stepping it up a notch i don't know whether you'll notice the difference at all Um, but we feel pretty cool yeah (laughs) We're uh, we've got a lot of exciting stuff planned for the next um, weeks and months ahead. Some interviews, some uh, hopefully some topics that you will be blessed by. And as again, the goal of this podcast is to focus on love.
2: Always and a great topic. Always
0: a great topic, and that's one one thing we're going to talk about again today. Surprise, yeah. surprise. We thought it would be. A good idea, and what's really been burning in our hearts, is to, to launch this season talking about unity in love. So what does it really look like to live in unity? And it's a unity that, that the world doesn't really understand. So we live at a time right now, and, and if we're honest, we can really see this. We live at a time where the world has been stressing to increasing degree difference yeah like what you know how we're different from one another you know labeling us by our differences rather than by what we have in common and that can be issues relating to gender that can be race that could be class i mean gosh even differences you know even geographical borders represent the kind of distinctions and differences and
2: I'm from a red state. You're from a blue state. Right. Those kinds of things,
0: you know, and positions and titles to define ourselves over and against other people. Um, you know, and in the church, we do it with denominations, yeah, as well. And there's really two different voices that we have today. I mean, there's the voice of the world, and then there's the voice of the kingdom, which is the voice of God, which is the voice of God's heart, really, because everything God says. He speaks from his heart, and he speaks in love. The world, though, doesn't know that voice, and we shouldn't be surprised at that. I think, I think we tend to spend a lot of time bemoaning the fact that the world doesn't speak the words of God or like God. When, yeah. You know, come on, guys. The world does what the world does. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, and, and the thing is, it's that also the Scripture doesn't say God so hated the world that he, that he sent his Son. It says God so loved the world. So even though it speaks a different voice, we're still supposed to love, mm-hmm. right? But the question is, um, what is this this unity? So that how do we, as a body, how do we, as believers in Jesus, actually march to that same, mm. you know, step to that same tune of love?
2: Well, I'm just thinking about how, how in the church, and when I say church, I mean the the greater body of Christ how often in the church do we listen to that voice of the world yeah in the way that we do things the voice that says divide 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 mm-hmm. and and there are differences healthy differences in the body the hand yeah. is not a foot right. I mean there's we are created uniquely and differently and we can embrace our differences yeah. but we still come together in unity yeah and the world doesn't really offer a way to do that but walking in christ walking the kingdom way and listening to the father's voice helps us to be able to do that right
0: let's let's just look for a minute at john 17 because that's where jesus prays for all believers and this is his final prayer that he prays before he is led to the cross and i don't know what do you think? But I think that when Jesus prays, that his prayers are going to be answered. Mm-hmm. So as you read this, I read this with excitement and expectation. And he says this starting in verse 20. He says, my prayers for, not for them alone. So he had been praying for his disciples, but now he's praying for all those who would believe down the road. He said, I pray also for those who believe in me through their message, that all of them may be one, Father, just as you are in me and I am in you. May they also be in us, so the world may believe that you have sent me. I've given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one, as we are one, I in them and you in me, so that they may be brought to complete unity. Then the world will know that you sent me and have loved them, even as you have loved me. That's just a beautiful expression of the heart of God right there. And there's two points I want to I bring up on that. And that is, he's praying for unity, but why? Why is he praying for unity here? And he's not just saying, just, I, I want them all to get along. He's saying there's something deeper here going on. Mm. And, and, and he says, may they also be in us so that the world may believe that you've sent me. So there's something about unity about being one in the spirit and in love that allows the world to see what God is really like. That when the church and the body walks in that unity and love together, they show something that the world can't find for itself. That the world is unable to, uh, to, to see or know outside of the body. And then he says again here um, that he, he wants us to be brought to complete unity. This is verse 23. It says, then the world will know that you sent me and, that I, and have loved them even as you have loved me. So, So as we are one in love, walking in love, speaking in love, literally breathing in love together, that then people will know who Jesus is. Hmm. And they'll know why he came. And they'll know then through Jesus what the Father's actually like.
2: Well, because it's supposed to be a reflection of him. Exactly. And we don't often reflect that very well.
1: Yeah, it's actually hard to imagine what this even looks like. Mm. It's like, what would this look like? Would this mean, you know, different churches? Because I like that you said, you know, it doesn't mean we have to agree. Unity doesn't mean we have to agree On on everything. It just means that you're unified in a mission. You're you're working together.
0: Well, we're unified in heart. That there's yeah. something. It's acknowledging. I mean, let, let, let's just acknowledge the fact that that everyone around this table and everyone who's listening as a believer shares the very same Holy Spirit.
1: Yeah.
0: So the Holy Spirit I have is is no different than the Holy Spirit you who are listening have. It's the same Spirit. It's God's Spirit and love. So we have this connection, this beautiful intimacy and connection that. That it goes that transcends anything that we can think about on a, on a human level. So truly, we belong to each other. Hmm. That we share a spiritual DNA. That we can't look at one another and say, "I don't belong to you, and you belong to me." If if you're a follower of Jesus, it's like you can't do that anymore. Yeah. And yet we do it all the time.
1: And we find very, we find very small excuses to do it. We, yeah. we, we tell ourselves, oh, you know, we can do that with this church because they believe this thing, or we, we make excuses for ourselves to have disunity when, really, when we're one in spirit with others, why are we trying to think of these excuses? Why are we trying to think of, you know, how you were saying, focusing on the differences? We're yeah. focusing on the differences, trying to find reasons we shouldn't work with people, shouldn't be right. loving them, and... Paul's telling us, do the opposite.
0: <laughs> because yes.
2: there are so many more things that bind us together if we yeah. would just open our eyes to them, really. And I, I think that's a work of the Spirit to open, open the eyes of our hearts to where we are in unity.
0: Well, in, in Ephesians, Paul says, there's one body and one spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you recalled called one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. all. And in Galatians three, so in Christ Jesus, you are all children of God through faith. For all of you who are baptized into Christ have clothed yourself with Christ. There is neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free, nor there is male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. I think that's really exciting that's the thing about this is that actually as as followers of Jesus Christ you get to enter into this amazing family where you're all together and all have this thing in common what's in common is so much greater than the differences that we have even respecting the differences that we have yeah the world does not understand this
2: and we can get caught up just like the world and- little ridiculous differences, different styles of worship, or do we have regular chairs or pews? Mm-hmm. I mean, ridiculous stuff that should not divide us. And then there's larger issues that we we can come together and discuss in love. Yeah. You know, whether you're free will or predestination, those those are larger doctrinal issues. But the bigger question is, do you follow jesus do you love jesus
0: do you do you believe in jesus
2: yeah
0: are you a follower who is of jesus your lord Christ? and savior yeah i think at the end of the day really let's be honest everybody at the end of the day when we stand before jesus face to face it's the first question he asks us is it going to be were you pre-tribulation rapture or post-tribulation rapture <laughs> is it going to be were you predestination or were you free will Is he really going to ask that? Let's be honest with everybody. Is he really going to ask those questions?
2: And let's be honest that none of us have 100% correct doctrine. Right.
0: Right. What he's going to ask us, and this is, I I, I mean, I don't know that he's going to ask this, but what I suspect (laughs) he's going to ask us is he's going to ask us, did you love? Did you love your neighbor? Did you love one another as I loved you? did you obey the command that I gave you to love? And that's going to be it. And it's a, it's a hard thing to do, but I know that I'm passionate. And I know we as a ministry here are, are passionate about, about seeing the body with all its warts and bruises and, and things, but seeing the body truly living in the fullness of the unity that is ours by our inheritance in Jesus because that's the place of joy. And oh my goodness, as a body, we should be filled with joy, because that's who we are.
2: And if we were filled with joy, and filled with peace, and carrying that out wherever we go, can you imagine the things that would change in this world?
0: Oh my goodness. Yeah, the, the opportunity to show people the face of Jesus, in a real and authentic way, as much as we are in our humanness able to do that. But there are people, I think, that will come running. Because they'll say, ah, that's what love looks like. Yeah. And I want that because that's what that empty place in my heart yeah. has been yearning for all my life. I
2: think there's so many people that hunger for that, but they've never seen an authentic right. expression of it.
1: Well, Especially right now in our world where... Love is feeling very conditional Mm -hmm. and very much with cancel culture, with stuff like that, where it is, if you don't agree with me, then you are evil Mm -hmm. and I don't want anything to do with you. And I think that's, I think that's an easy belief to have if you're in the majority and you're the one that's on the side of, see, yeah, I I agree with everything that everyone else is agreeing on, but then surely there's going to be a time where you're not in the majority and i think i think our whole society is going to realize that they have a deep hunger to be loved mm-hmm. for exactly who they are not for just agreeing with someone mm-hmm. and when even in church unity don't we want that to be the culture of yeah. loving people despite even if they don't agree with us on every doctrine on every how do you say it? Doctrinal issue?
0: Doctrinal issue.
1: Thank you. On every doctrinal issue or on every every little thing, like Shay was saying, you know, pews or just these little things, even if people don't agree with us, don't we want them to have that home of, wow, I'm safe here. I'm loved here. I can work this out with the Holy Spirit in yeah. this safe environment. Mm-hmm. And these people aren't going to cut me out or hate me. Right because of differences
0: yeah and it's there's there's a real question i think we've done talked about this on the podcast before but that whole question of identity that you just mentioned is that people you know we need to love people for who they are but the problem is that a lot of people don't really know who they are Mm -hmm. and so they're confused about their identity and so they're accepting labels they're accepting certain um definitions um you're seeing the human person itself be divided up into various. Even even a single person can be divided up into various yeah. categories. Well, and, and
2: not even just accepting labels, but seeking out labels. Seeking out
0: the labels, and it's 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 not God's heart for us to live and be that way. So that when we're in in the church or in the body, that even even when we're we're. Um, faced with people who don't understand what their identity is, we can still love them for who they are. Mm-hmm. Because who they are is not who they're saying they are. Who they are is somebody who has been created by God's own workmanship.
2: Yeah, we're all so much more than yeah. any human label we could choose yeah. or have thrust upon us. Right. We're God's children.
0: Every single... Deeply loved. Yeah, every single human being was created by God. Mm-hmm. And that's something that we forget, and I think adds to the disunity, is that we, we think just because somebody, say, is, and this, this is not meant to be controversial, but this is probably <laughs> sounded sound it in the sense that every single person, whether believer or non-believer, is God's offspring. I mean, Paul yeah. talks about this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so we can't look at somebody who's a non-believer, who, who doesn't follow Jesus, and despise them, or, or have animosity in our hearts towards them, because they too were created in the very same way that we were by the very same hands yeah and, and so we've got to t- that's a different perspective than we've seen in the world today.
1: You just reminded me of this quote by I think it's by Van Gogh but it's you know to love someone is the most artistic thing you can do mm-hmm. or some mm. I forget the exact quote I wish I remembered but basically to love someone is to recognize that God made them and to see the intricacies that he put in them to see the yeah. details. If we don't love someone, are we really seeing are we really seeing God as the creator? Because if we see God as the creator when we know him, yeah. then seeing another person, we're going to love them because he's their artwork. Right. It's not going to make sense to not be able to love them. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's
0: a, well, that's well and that's to, a to quote image, Victor
2: yeah. Hugo, I'm a big Les <laughs> oh, Misérables uh, fan. Yeah. To love another person is to see the face of God. It's oh, true. Yeah. And yeah. so when we fail yeah. to love, we're missing out on a facet who God is mm-hmm. because God is drawing all of his offspring right together to create the yeah. complete picture of who he is
0: you know Jesus teaches us to love our enemies well when we love our enemies what happens then they no longer are our enemies mm-hmm. that was sort of the that's what he's trying to say be, behind that that because when we're so motivated by love we don't think in that category anymore yeah we don't think of people as our enemy they may not
1: a tricky way of him saying reconcile <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, but you know it's it's true yeah
0: it doesn't mean we have to agree that we have to accept what it is that others may be seeing or how they're behaving or acting it doesn't mean that we have to say yes to those things
1: mm-hmm. or trust but, them we don't we have to, to
0: we have to separate out the behavior from
1: mm-hmm.
0: who they are yeah yeah I mean, there's people
2: in our lives that have hurt us that aren't trustworthy yeah. and God's not saying, "Well, go give them your absolute trust." Right. No, that's not that's not safe or wise. Yeah. But we do need to forgive. Right. And we we need to approach God to ask for his perspective. Yeah. on that relationship.
0: Mm. And when we're talking about people who are not yet believers, not Christians, they still need to come into the saving embrace of Jesus. They still need to come into that loving embrace of the Father.
2: Yeah, Jesus is how we enter in.
0: That's the way in. And, and so one of the... It's, it's sad to me that we're in a place in the world. It's not surprising, but it's sad to me that, that, that people will see Jesus as, or certainly the followers of Jesus, as exclusionary. Yeah. When actually... Jesus and coming into Jesus, it's like the most inclusive place ever. It's mm-hmm.
2: a radical inclusion. It's a radical
0: inclusion. Now, Jesus says, you know, there's when you come into the body, then we get changed and transformed. So those things that don't look like Him, certain behaviors and actions and, and even beliefs, begin to, to peel off us mm-hmm. and we let go of them as we're conformed into Jesus' likeness. But we can put up a real barrier to loving people because of our obsessive really it's almost sometimes obsessive focus on the behavior of a person. Yeah. Rather than who they really are.
2: On an obsessive need to judge right from wrong.
0: Right. And to change that person's behavior. Right. For us to change that person's behavior or tell them they have to change, when in reality only God can do that. Right. We
2: we can't fix anyone. Right. That's not our job.
1: Well, and I think that people, I think people forget when you were just talking about that. It reminded yeah. me, you know, Jesus gave instructions to his disciples, but because he loves them. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like now people think of those instructions as a way of becoming Jesus' friend. But really, it's just once you're Jesus' friend, he wants to help you. And yeah. so he'll give you instructions. It's not supposed to weed out people who can become part of our group. It's just supposed to be, Mm. and he will guide every person Mm -hmm. so gently and wonderfully and uniquely that that, that, will just be between him and them. But it's, I think a lot of Christians view it as their responsibility to make sure those people aren't doing that before Mm -hmm. they come and be Jesus's friend. And it's just become backwards. Yeah.
0: It's be perfect before you become part of the family.
2: But the truth is the closer we come to Jesus's heart, Mm -hmm the easier it is to just live that out because that's who he is. So his character overflows in us.
0: Yeah. I'm hap- I'm, I'm just so grateful. And I assume you guys would be as well that when I came back to Jesus after I've been walking away for a good number of years, um, that there were people who welcomed me back with open arms. They didn't mm-hmm. say, ah, you have been doing this, that, or the other. Like They just said, welcome, welcome back, and and then prayed for me and loved me and created the space where Jesus could then work on my heart, where the Father could come and transform me in the Holy Spirit so that I could take off the old clothes or he could take off the old clothes and then begin to redress me in the new kingdom mm. close.
2: Yeah, that's a beautiful image.
0: Yeah, I, I, I'm grateful. And that's part of that, that's how we, that's part of what love operating in unity or unity operating in love really looks like. It's that we as a body have one voice of welcome to those who are coming into the body. To, as we're speaking that word out into the world and we're saying, come, taste and see the one who is love
2: Mm.
0: and and however you come just come and you are welcome here and then in that context of family and the unity where the body's building itself up in love then people's lives begin to be transformed
2: Mm. well and i i think about how the way that in the church, we sometimes do not exhibit welcome or we focus on the behavior. It keeps a lot of people who, who have come into the kingdom kind of stuck. It's like you come into a palace, but you're only in the entryway. Mm-hmm. Looking at yourself going, oh, I've got on these dirty rags. I can't go into the throne room or I can't go into the banquet room. And so you don't get to live the the full experience that you've actually been brought into. And so you're you're caught in that that entry room thinking you're not enough. And meanwhile, the father is beckoning you to the banquet table Hmm. saying, come, sit down. I have robes for you. Don't worry about the dirty clothes you're wearing. Come in, let me put my robe on you. Eat at my table. I mean, it's a beautiful invitation, but so many people don't get that far in this life.
0: Yeah. And because we often put up barriers. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it, we, maybe we individually put up a barrier. We think, I'm not worthy.
2: Right. We have our own, own barriers, in. but other people can be barriers for us, too.
0: Right. And, say, and confirm that, in a sense, saying, yes, you aren't worthy to come in. They may not use those that language, yeah. but but because you are X, Y, or Z, then you can't be part of this body. And again, there are there has to be places where we say this is what it means to be a Christian, mm-hmm. and this is not what it means to be a Christian.
2: Well, yeah. Are you willing to shed those? Right close when you come in and and
0: that's that's important there has to be a willingness to turn to jesus and an openness to allow him to come and transform our hearts and our and our minds but that's that's god's business that's what he does that's what he loves to do our job as believers is to give that invitation but then also to demonstrate through the love that we have what a healthy family and body looks like through how we treat one another, through how we support one another, through how we we come alongside one another when there's pain or hurt and we experience trauma, or where we celebrate and rejoice with one another when something amazing happens, or we don't get jealous because something great happens to our brother or our sister, where instead we rejoice with them, Mm -hmm. where we take our gifts, everything that God's given us, and we use it for the benefit not of ourselves, but for the benefit of those around us. Yeah,
2: to be truly open-handed yeah, and willing to surrender whatever he calls on us to surrender.
0: And I love this from Acts 4. This is a perfect picture of what a church living in unity of love looks like. Starting at verse 30, it says, all the believers were one in heart and mind. No one claimed that any of their possessions was their own, but they shared everything they had with great power, the apostles continued to testify to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And God's grace was so powerfully at work at them all that there were no needy persons among them.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, and certainly they're talking about physical here, possessions and, and, and care. But it, I would argue also that you could talk about that in terms of the heart. Yeah. That no hearts were lacking anything.
2: Yeah, the, the people who need comfort.
0: We're getting comfort. Yeah. We're needing that love. We're getting love. We're need- Whatever it is they were needing, the body was so consciously aware of each other. I mean, how, how, how aware are we of one another in the body? I'm saying this to myself right now. How aware am I you know, day to day? Even when I go into church, how aware am I of the people who are around me? And what they might really, really be dealing with or struggling with.
2: Yeah, inside the walls of the church and outside.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's a question I think we all need to ask ourselves. Um, with grace. I'm yeah. not trying to put, put yeah. condemnation <laughs> we here. We can't meet everyone's because, because yeah. need individually. Because we can't. And we're not supposed to individually. That's why we're in a body. Mm. But but what I'm, I'm just, I pray for a greater, really a greater awareness in my heart and in my spirit yeah. of my brother and sister. Mm. And what they're really dealing with because you know through that as jesus said people are gonna know where we come from they're gonna know where we belong
2: When they feel seen yeah and heard the heart begins to open yeah that then they feel safe to share the struggles that they're going through Mm -hmm. to know that it'll be met with love Mm
1: -hmm.
2: instead of condemnation or or whatever else they may fear
1: and then there's more unity Exactly. But once you open your heart to yeah. someone, yeah, it binds us unity. together.
0: Yeah, you know, at, On all these college campuses today and other places, they talk about how we need to create a safe space for people. Well, the church is meant to, and designed to be the safest space of all. Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: But sadly, I mean, we have to recognize that there's a lot of people who have fallen away because the church wasn't that right for them.
0: Yeah, it didn't provide that safety and yeah. that, that comfort. Yeah. Again, that doesn't mean the church has to agree with or support every behavior or action that somebody might take, but it means that we look beyond that and still love the person, Mm -hmm. still love the brother and sister. And, you know, and scripture gives, you know, pretty clear direction on how we approach our brother and sister in love if there's a real disagreement or if there's a real you know, problem of sin or something that happens. And so I think God gave us a way to deal with that. Um, the church has so often just shunned people rather than actually tried to engage with them.
2: That just is so unbiblical. I mean, I just think about that idea yeah. of just... And I, and I know people that have been literally shunned. and mm-hmm. I mean, look at the story of the prodigal son. Yeah. I mean, the father runs to him. There's no shunning going on.
0: No. There's um what what God has given us in in the body and being part of one another and being in him and being his being in us is something that that I say again so transcends anything that the world can offer to us. It gives us a place of safety, of belonging, of identity of just a knowing whose we are and and where we belong. It's not just about knowing that we're gonna go to heaven, but it's about giving us a place now. It's about giving us a place that's actually kingdom now, so our future and our now are connected now, so that we've already begun this beautiful life uh, into eternity of living in love, living in unity, living with the one who lives us and enjoying his love, really enjoying it. So there's a lot, there's a lot of hope. And I think part of what we want to do with this podcast in, in talking, and I hope this has come through, is that we have a lot of hope, don't we? A lot of hope that, that the body, that believers are going to be one as the father and Jesus are one, that that was his absolute design and purpose.
1: Yeah. You couldn't right. see us, but we're nodding when he yeah. said, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> we are called we to hope. We agree. Yeah. One hope. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And this hope that we have is not yet fully realized in that we don't see yet what that perfectly, perfect unity and love looks like. But we have the hope. You know. You know, Paul says, who hopes for what he already has? So we're hoping, yet the hope is mm. sure and true. Yeah. And so our hope, our prayer for us and for the body, for you who are listening, is that we can take that one step further, that one step closer, day by day, into the love that brings perfect unity, the love that brings transformation and wholeness, so that we can thrive Oh boy, oh boy! Does God want us to thrive? And I pray. In fact, let me just pray right now. We'll kind of bring this to a close. Unless you guys have anything else you wanted to add before we, we do that.
1: Hmm. No, I think that's great. I want. I just. I think it's mainly what we're wanting for people is that they're as their hearts are transformed, their minds are transformed yeah. to look more for that unity, where yep. it becomes second nature. Because it's hard to force ourselves, but that's going to be part of our prayer for us Mm. and for you Mm -hmm. is that it becomes second nature to see that unity and desire it. Yeah, Mm -hmm. to hunger for it. Mm -hmm. Mm.
0: And our hope, too, in these podcasts is is that we can be a bit of a different voice. Um, Hopefully, we can be the voice of God's heart, that we can be a voice of love. but that we can um, encourage the body, that we can encourage you, the listener, we can encourage, um, just be a word of encouragement to the, to the church today and ultimately to the world because we have a lot to be encouraged about. Just don't look at the landscape around, around you guys. Just the world's always gonna be a mess there's always going to be things that are happening. We're always going to be on the brink of war. There's always going to be stuff. The world does what the world does. But
2: fix your eyes on Christ. Fix
0: your eyes on the one who loves you. So let's pray. Oh, Father, we thank you that you love us with a love that transcends everything and anything that the world can possibly offer. And that your love is by its very nature unifying, albeit at the same time, can cause division when the world is confronted by it. But your love is meant and designed for all to come into its embrace. That you loved the world so much that you looked beyond its behaviors, you looked beyond its actions, you looked beyond and deeper into the very um, very beginning. And you said, I love you. And I love you so much, I'm sending you the one who is so precious to me. I'm sending you my son. I'm sending you myself. And I'm doing this because I want you to come home. I want you to come home to me, the one who made you with my own hands, the one who made you, I am. That's what the Lord is saying. And you who are listening, I wanna pray for you right now, that if you feel far away from home if you've felt rejected if you've not been able to to figure out where you belong in the body if you have strayed away from your faith if you feel lost or confused again if you've been hurt god is here God is here for you. And he sees you. And he knows you. And he loves you. And we pray that you will run into his open arms. Just as he's running to you now just as he runs to us all. And I thank you, Father, that you don't look upon us the way we see ourselves, that you see something more and you call us to more and you draw us into more. And we thank you that even right in this moment, you're calling us into that deeper place. Oh, Father, I thank you that you're loving us right now and loving us at every second of every day and that your love is truly what we have most in common with one another. So we pray for unity among those who are believers in Jesus Christ, and we pray for unity for those who will be coming into the body, that we may all be one, just as Jesus, you and the Father were one. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. And we pray this to the glory of your incredible name. Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. Mm. Well, I guess that concludes episode one of season two. Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, new beginnings. (laughs)
0: New beginnings. As I said at the beginning, we have a lot of uh, good stuff to come. Mm -hmm. So we hope you'll keep on listening, and uh, we'll talk to you and see you soon. God bless. You've been
2: listening to the What If We Loved podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, we'd love for you to subscribe and also leave us a rating. It really helps us get the word out there. For more information about our ministry, Love Inside Out, please visit our website at loveinsideout.org. Thanks for listening.